0: As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see this message.
1: Welcome to Home Group. My name is Rick Renner, and tonight I am with the Renner family, except for Philip. Philip is in America where God is blessing his ministry mightily. But with us tonight is Denise Renner, Paul Renner,
0: and Joel Renner. And I want to say welcome to all of you to Home Group. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's so good to be here. But before we get started, if you would comment, like this video, that'd be great. So more people can see it. That'd be wonderful. Amen. But Mama, can you start us off with prayer?
2: I would just love to. Father, we are so thankful for this time together, The, the four of us. And with our home group, Lord. We and Lord, we acknowledge what your word says that where two or more are gathered together in your name. There you are in the midst of them. <clears throat> and we thank you, Lord, for your presence that's with us right now. Lord, watch over every word we speak. Mm-hmm. We give you this time. In the precious name of Jesus we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. So we're talking about healing. And the first question that Julie asked Mm -hmm. is, are demons the root cause of every sickness?
1: Well, do you want me to answer that question? Yes, please. Okay, I'm going to give the short answer. The short answer is yes. The long answer is not always, which sounds like a conflict, but it's really not a conflict. All right, if you study the history of the Bible, and the Bible is what we believe, everything we base is based on the Bible. There was no sickness in the world, There was no death in the world until Adam sinned. And when Adam sinned, it opened the door for death to enter the world. Well, when we talk about death entering the world, we're really talking about the reign of Satan. This is what Romans chapter five talks about. It says, from the time of Adam forward, death reigned. Death's sin literally opened a door. And death came raging into the earth through that open door. And with it came thorns and thistles and curses. Remember that God said to Adam, the earth is cursed because of you. Mm -hmm. He was literally saying, Adam, you have opened a door. And because of your disobedience, a curse has come in. God was not saying that he cursed the earth. That's a misunderstanding. God doesn't curse anything. God was literally saying, Adam, do you not understand what you've done? Because of you, a curse has come into the earth. Now the earth is going to bear thorns and thistles, it's going to change everything. Death literally came into the earth, and of course when we talk about death, we're talking about the rule of Satan, demonic powers, that's when sickness began, that's when animals began eating animals, that's when murder came into the earth, everything evil came into the earth, and along with it, a curse came into the planet. And because of that curse, there is bad weather, there are earthquakes there are horrible events that happen in the planet itself everything changed when death came into the earth so the ultimate answer is yes the devil is behind all forms of sickness there was no sickness in the earth until Adam sinned and it opened the door for death to come for the devil to come for a curse to come into the earth now that does not mean that every person that is sick is demonic it doesn't mean that it might mean that you're just affected by the curse that's in the earth if you have a cold doesn't mean you have a demon but ultimately if you go back to the beginning you wouldn't have had a cold if adam had never opened the door for death and for the curse to come into the earth so the origin of all sicknesses yes it is demonic in a world where there is no demonic activity no death there is no sickness So when we deal with sickness, we're dealing with the enemy and we need to use every possible means to resist the enemy, whether it be prayer, whether it be faith, whether it be medication, use all of it to
0: resist what the devil's trying to do to you. Does that answer the question? I believe it does. Mama, do you have any insight on that?
2: Well, I was thinking about the curse and even marriage, there's curses in the marriage and even giving birth to children for the woman. And that the earth was cursed. It was going to make it hard for the man to work. So the curse even affected the success in marriage. And it, it affected everything. And Rick, I think you explained it really well.
3: Okay. I'd like to add one thing about sickness. Recently, uh, I've been thinking more and more about what it means the devil came to steal, kill, kill, and destroy. Mm-hmm. Sickness, disease, is the devil stealing from you. It really steals. It steals time. It steals money. It steals your life. Sickness is Energy. such a thief. Energy. Opportunities. It, uh, And we think about protecting ourselves from... Uh, a thief. We think about protecting our homes. We think about where we are in a crowd. We think about, uh, is our bag open? We think about, do I know where my phone is all the time when there are a lot of people around us? We're constantly closing our car, uh, I mean, locking the doors. We're constantly thinking about how to protect ourselves from thieves that could steal something mm-hmm. from us, an object, or, or hurt us in some way. Uh, the devil came to steal health From us, Mm -hmm. and so when I think about sickness as him stealing something from me, Mm -hmm. it it changes for me. It changes my whole approach to how I need to protect myself and my family, and it's my responsibility to protect myself from sickness and to regain health and get back what was stolen from me. I I look at it as thievery. Well, there are precautionary things we
1: can do, like eating right. Physically exercising, taking care of ourself. A lot of people say, oh, there he goes talking about diet and exercise. Well, you know what? It's really precautionary. God wants you to live a long time. You know, Denise and I are really stunned by people who think they're getting old because they're in their 60s. My goodness, that is young these days. God wants you to live a long life. Change the way you're thinking. There's a long race for you to run and you need to think right. And if you'll take care of yourself if you'll exercise just do something every day then like paul says you can protect yourself from sickness that comes to steal from you keep yourself strong you know if you know there's a devil out there then you have to do your part to stay strong do you have an alarm system in your house do you believe in locking the door why because you're being smart it's very simple you need to do the same thing with your health we need to do our part especially since there's an enemy out there who wants to attack us physically.
2: When I think of sickness, I think of the cross. I think of what Jesus did, that he took all of our sickness and our diseases on him. He did. He bore a terrible price the flogging that happened to him and the beating and everything that happened to him. And in all of that blood and all that suffering was the healing for every disease known to man. And I've experienced his healing so so much in my life. I was thinking about it the other day. I've received it in my mind. I've received it in my heart. I've received it in my feet. I've received his healing in my face. I've received his healing in my eyes. I mean... The, the what Jesus did on the cross is there for us to partake of. Mm-hmm. And and I agree so much with what you're saying, Paul and 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 Joel and Rick about about the practical side. But what Jesus did for us, that's what I think about is
1: well there's the supernatural side and there's a natural side. You know health is a gift from God. Yes. Fitness
0: is our responsibility.
1: Oh, that's
2: good.
0: And there's both sides.
2: That's really good. really. Joel?
0: I think that God doesn't have sickness to give. He doesn't. So ultimately, all sickness is from the devil. Yeah. It is. It, if, if God can't give it to you, then it has to come from the devil.
1: Now, honestly, if you're eating sugar nonstop, then you are opening the door for something bad to happen to your body. And, you know, sometimes the first key to getting well is repenting. Repentance... It's not wallowing around about something. That's regret. That's not the same thing as repentance. Repentance is the Greek word metanoia. It means to change your mind and to decide to do different. And when you repent, you say, okay, God, I'm not eating bread anymore. No more sugar. Repentance really is closing the door. Just be practical about your repentance. It's making a decision that I'm going to take responsibility for myself. I'm going to self-correct. That might begin your healing process, Joel.
2: Well, I, I wanted I wanted to Go say ahead. about about um, repentance that it, it it's really an about face because we're doing we're doing this one action and this that that changing just changing our mind just saying no I'm not going to do that any more. And also for me, it helps to get some education on what it is that I want to change and Mm -hmm. the benefits of changing. That really helps me when I read about, you know, uh, I read a book on that bread could be detrimental to your health, that that really helped me not want to eat a lot of bread.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, mama, let me go to the next question. Okay. Adam is asking, When healing doesn't manifest, what is the way we approach God with this? Because we know that according to his word, we are healed. How do you approach God when you are not seeing your manifestation of healing?
1: Well, first of all, if you're in Christ, you are healed. You're not trying to get healed. You are healed. That belongs to you. Now, what we have to learn to do is if our body has been afflicted, we have to drive it out. It's a thief that does not belong to you because in Christ, You've been declared righteous. You've been declared whole physically. You've been declared whole mentally. And you have to learn how to stand in faith and push the enemy back across the line. But you'll never do that unless you believe you're whole, and that is a thief crossing the line, entering into your personal space, and he shouldn't be there. And you have to learn how to stand in the faith. You have to learn how to use authority, and by the way, sometimes the manifestation of healing doesn't come quickly, especially if you've been thinking wrong for a long, long time. You may have to re-educate the way you think. You've got to renew your mind to the Word of God. You need to study things like this study guide that I really want you to get. Do you want to be healed? Address those things that may be stopping you from receiving your manifestation. There are things that can stop you from receiving your manifestation. Wrong thinking, feeling sorry for yourself having a bitter spirit, having a grudge against somebody, those are all factors that can stop you from receiving a healing manifestation. And sometimes you have to really do inventory to go to the root of what is keeping you sick. It's not always just as simple as laying your hands on somebody. Sometimes there's something very deep that has to be removed before a person can receive their healing manifestation.
3: I think it's very interesting. Paul, you have anything to add? No, I know that you have a lot of questions. And I think, I mean,
0: let's keep going with the questions because some of them are very... Why I have something to add. Dad said that you're thinking, the way you think really matters. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think, well, my whole family had this problem. Then that, you're probably going to stay sick. Then you probably think it's normal to have that problem. But it's not. If Jesus gave you healing, that's what you should have. That's right. Not what the rest of your family has. And I think that's important. Very important.
2: That's renewing your mind to the truth because your mind thinks, well, I'm going to be sick because my grandma was sick and then my mother was sick and they had this disease. Now I'm going to have this disease. That's your mind. But renewing your mind is no. Uh, Jesus took the curse for me. He took the curse of sickness on his body for me. He took the punishment of it in hell. I do not have to have this. And the blood of Jesus has touched my life. I'm not just like my grandmother. I'm not just like my mother. I can live differently. And that's that's renewing your mind.
1: And you know, sometimes your healing manifestation comes according to the way that you're renewing your mind. Mm. As your mind gets more renewed, then you become a little bit more healthier as yeah. you renew your mind, more yeah. even more healthier and yeah. more healthier. Sometimes it comes to you in phases according to the way that you're renewing your mind. So if you don't get the full manifestation at once, don't even be discouraged by that. Mm-mm. Just keep renewing your mind and it'll keep coming to you. You'll observe that in a lot of churches, when the churches begin, there's a lot of sick people in the church. Often the beginning of a church or in a new nation, you see a lot of signs, a lot of wonders. And very often, as the church begins to get older, you begin to see them diminish. And people say, gee, I wonder what happened to the power of God. Well, you know what? The people got well. (laughs) The people are reading their Bible. They're walking with God. They're beginning to get more healthy because they're walking in the Word of God and they're renewing their mind. And very often, that's why you don't see the same signs and wonders. If your church is healthy, you don't need the same level of signs and wonders. And when you begin to renew your mind to the Word of God, sometimes health comes to you in measure, and it grows as you become more and more renewed. Paul?
3: We experience miracles, and we hear testimonies about how people are receiving miracles. Yes, we do. Every week. But it's not highlighted like it used to be highlighted. It's not as special. It is very special. But it doesn't get as much attention as it used to get because... At some level, we expect people to get su- healed supernaturally. And be healthier. And to be healthier, of course. But we're, we're experiencing supernatural things as a normal... It's, it's normal. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's, it's definitely a moment to stop and praise the Lord. But on the other hand, this is excellent. This is wonderful. But now what do you do with it? How do you keep your healing? And how do you now grow in your faith to be healthy? Joel, let's go to the next question.
0: Stephen is asking, what if you aren't healed? So this topic is continuing. Is there perhaps a greater lesson God is teaching me through this time? Well, I want to say emphatically, God never uses sickness to teach anybody. Never, never,
1: never. God would not do that. The Bible says very clearly in James chapter 1 that God does not give evil. He doesn't have any evil to give. He doesn't give any. So God never uses sickness to teach anybody. Now, if you're in the middle of a sickness, there are some lessons for you to learn. That doesn't mean that God is using the sickness to teach you. But if you're smart, you're going to wise up. You're going to say, what in the world opened the door for this? You need to do some inventory. But God himself would never send sickness to teach somebody something. God laid all sickness on Jesus. For God to give you sickness to teach you, God would have to say, hey, Jesus, ah, Thank you for what you did, but I'm going to ignore what you did. I'm going to walk around you anyway and afflict people with sickness, anyway because I want to teach them. He would have to ignore the work of the cross. God would never do it. So if you have religious thinking, and it is religious thinking, well, God somehow is trying to teach me through this physical affliction. Just get rid of that. If you think that, then you're going to stay in your affliction. You have to see that affliction as an enemy that is to be pushed out of your life
0: and then you can push it out of your life. Okay, one more question. We're almost out of time. Next question is from Jack. He's asking, why do some get healed and others don't? I assume some get instant healing and others get healing over a process of time. Well, that is a brilliant question, Jack. Brilliant. And in the New
1: Testament, we find that there were two kinds of healings. There were those that were miraculous. This is called the working of miracles. It's listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It really is the divine operation of powers. That's what it says in the Greek, the operation of powers. When power instantaneously, miraculously intervenes and instantly changes something. It can be a miracle. It can be walking on water. anything miraculous that is instantaneous. But 1 Corinthians chapter 12 also lists the gift of healing. And the word healing is the Greek word ieomai, and the word ieomai, is really even the word which means to cure. It describes something that takes place over a period of time. And very often, healing comes to you as yeomai. It comes, but it comes progressively. And it's interesting, that is the word that is primarily used to describe the ministry that is given to every believer. Miracles. We all like miracles that are instantaneous. That usually is associated with fivefold ministry gifts and with evangelists. But when you read the New Testament, Eomi is what is associated with most believers, which means Jesus has promised if we will lay hands on the sick, they will recover. Recover, isn't that interesting? Recover and <clears throat> in- indicates something that is progressive. So when you pray for somebody, don't be disturbed if they're not instantly made well. When you lay hands on somebody, you need to say to them, you know what, just like a doctor can give you the medication that will begin reversing your condition, I'm going to lay my hands on you. And when I say amen, you're going to have received the divine power you need to begin reversing your situation. From this moment forward, you have the supernatural medical goods delivered into you by my prayer, and it's going to begin reversing your condition from this moment forward. Now, if you don't have the faith to believe for something instant, you do have the faith to believe for that. And that's the level that most believers will move in according to the teaching of the New Testament. So there's instantaneous, there's progressive. I know we all like instantaneous, but hey, I'll take progressive. I'll take anything. God's intention is just
0: for you to be well. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. You guys were out of time. I know.
0: Jill. Well, I remembered a story and I wanted to say it really quickly because I think it's a good example. There was a lady in our church and she came to you for counseling and she said, I don't know what to with my mind. I can't focus. She had some kind of illness and I do not remember what it was. Well, she was a schizophrenic. She had multiple personalities. And you told her, read the Bible. I did. And you told her, read it every day and read it as long as you can. And do you know what she said to me? Tell me.
1: She said, I can't really read the Bible because she said, I have these multiple personalities and I can't keep my focus. She said, I, she said, for you isn't talking to me right now, she said, another personality might take over any moment. And this woman really, truly had a serious problem. And I said, bend your brain. Bend your brain. Give it the best focus you can give to it. And do you know what? She couldn't focus for very long, but she kept bending her brain, submitting her mind to the Word of God. And do you know, that woman ended up with a single personality. She, by her own action drove that thing out of her life but she was really
0: committed to do it. So well, that's a, that's, testimony. that's a healing. That's
2: well, a and healing. the word of God says about itself that when you read it, it's healing to your body.
0: Yes, that's,
1: that's right.
2: right.
0: But that was, that was a miracle over time. And that that's amazing. Well, that was
1: really a healing miracles instantaneous. Yes. That was a healing. But Paul, would you please close
0: us with prayer?
3: Yes, let's pray. Mm. Father God, I thank you for your word. And I thank you, Lord, that as we talk, And as we discuss your word, uh, Lord, you're doing something in us. And I pray that you do something in the heart of every person that's watching today. Pray, Lord, that you renew our minds to healing. And, uh, Lord, I ask you to give faith to everyone right now that needs some encouragement, supernatural faith and encouragement to believe for healing. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 If you have a prayer request, send it to us. We want to pray for
1: you. Maybe you have a question about healing, send it to us. We'd love to answer it in our home group or if you just need somebody to agree with you in prayer, hey, we are a ministry that really believes in prayer and we wanna pray for you. And I encourage you to order this home group, this study guide called, Do You Want to Be Healed? Thanks for being with us. And the renters will see you in the next home group.
0: If you enjoyed that teaching, please like, subscribe and comment so more people can see it.